0: And the other thing we forget is that um, it's not, it doesn't mean you're never going to get injured like if you're getting adjusted regular it doesn't mean you'll never have back pain like you probably will still have back pain some days um, but what the research shows is that those who are under regular care will bounce out of that a lot faster mm-hmm. than those who only see someone when they have issues and we can say the same for exercise Yeah. like if you want to be healthy or stay at a good weight like if you do it regularly that's a lot easier than if you just exercise every time you want to fit in a dress for uh, yes. an event
1: hello everyone and welcome to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are very excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together. We believe that by paying close attention to our mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition and network that we can create the life we were intended to live. Here is to a stronger, healthier, happier you. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. Uh, today is episode thirty-two, and we have a special one for you today. Uh, today is our first episode with a guest that doesn't work at our gym. <laughs> um, it's a big day. So we have uh, Doctor Kristen Mitness uh, with us today. Hi, Kristen. It's good to have you.
0: I didn't know I was the first non-gym guest. Oh, yes. I'm we so tried honored. to play
2: it cool, like we do this a lot, but we don't. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you are like. Uh, you're like basically a celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it's funny how like we're, we're driving out to Winnipeg here and almost like, it's just kind of funny how we, like we decided, both decided that you should be our first guest. Quite a while ago, not
2: in a creepy way, but we're just like, this is just the perfect fit. We
1: said, okay, if we're going to have our first guest and we're like, Oh, we should, we should ask Kristen. And I don't know why, because we, um, I think we know each other well through the CrossFit world. Right. Um, We'll get into this a bit, but we started CrossFit around the same time at Undefeated. Mm -hmm. And we know each other well through Instagram, at least one way, (laughs) because I follow you. Um, But it just seemed like for both of us, it was like kind of an obvious choice. It seemed like a really good fit because you are, whenever we talk in person, which has been a long, long time, uh, we're in covid round three guys Um, (laughs) we always get along and everything you post it always seems like your mission in life is like very close to our mission um which is
2: minus adjusting people's
1: yes we don't adjust we don't
2: adjust people's spines but yes (laughs) Um, everything else about eating well and living well and that's exactly what i have too
1: so um let's start with jen give a bit of an intro introduction okay we'll uh we'll let kristen talk for a bit all
2: right well um so Dr. Kristen Mitness is a chiropractor um, and clinic director of the Lifemark Nature Parkway, uh, CrossFit Level 2 trainer and a coach at Undefeated Health and Performance, is a teacher. You've got a bunch of awesome courses. I've looked through them. Um, and the co-creator of the Do North Project, which is a Manitoba travel blog. Yeah. Did we and I'm sure, anything? yeah, I'm sure there's some other things in there, but... <laughs> nope. You got it. You got it all. <laughs> Um, yeah, so welcome. I think, yeah, why don't we just start with, uh, we kind of were thinking today just how you got, well, how you got to where you are today, but like, how did you start with CrossFit? And like, I know you have generations of people that were chiropractors, but how did you get into chiropractic? And yeah, yeah,
1: how did you, like, you seem very, very passionate about what you do and you seem like you love what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, and very passionate about helping people and, um, fitness and nutrition and just overall health and we're just kind of um i think everybody's just curious on um how you got here
0: yeah i have been adjusted since i was two days old i was actually born when my dad was in chiropractic school um so i was brought to class even and used in the pediatric <laughs> <That is awesome. laughs> yeah it's super neat looking back on just because once i went through chiropractic school i got to experience that right. too um so your dad's
1: a chiropractor yeah and Who are the other ones in your family? And his
0: uncle's a chiropractor. He has three cousins who are chiropractors. Um, So, yeah, like major, major family. Very cool. Family thing, which is. So I didn't really know anything else growing up. Like that's my mom's dad is a medical doctor. So if we needed anything outside of chiropractic, he literally just came over to our house it was like oh you need this here you go oh you need this so i never had to go to the hospital it was never like chiropractic was always the first choice if that didn't work we saw my grandpa who came to our house like House calls, um, and my mom had a ton of health issues, and because she grew up in the medical system, she, by the time I was old enough to know what was going on, she was so fed up with the medical answers that she's the one who got into nutrition. So she's the reason we went gluten free and dairy free in like the late '90s before cool. it existed. Yeah, so before it was yeah. cool. Yes, yeah. So uh, like there wasn't a gluten free aisle, so we just literally didn't eat bread, and that's just stuck. And I don't know how my parents did it, but they normalized it so much that I didn't realize it was weird <laughs> until I was in chiropractic school. The guy I was dating at the time kept beer in the fridge. So my parents don't drink. We didn't grow up with alcohol. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of weird that like you always have beer in your fridge. Like, Why would you do that? I'm like, oh, everyone does that <laughs> except for Oh, <laughs> I am the odd one <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So that just – that's how – I got to there nutritionally um, from an athletic standpoint. I grew up very tomboyish. I was very athletic, like naturally athletic. So I got into sports pretty young. I started um, competing in track when I was nine. I did gymnastics. So like all of the things in hindsight that I would I would argue are good for body awareness and just general athleticism. Um, and I was good enough that I ended up running track in college also. Um, I was like mediocre. I I had a great team around me so we still have some records and, that, yeah, and cool. that's fun. Um, that's what kind awesome. of races did you run? Yeah. Um, so interestingly enough, I went into college as a triple jumper and long jumper right. which is fun except my knees are like totally botched from it so I'm trying to repair my knees right now. Um, Landing in the sand oh, isn't that yeah, fun? <laughs> landing in the sand is okay it's like the jumping before that right that's, that's yeah. hard on you was a growing kid like i don't it seems fun at the time but in hindsight i was like uh, i probably should have done things a little bit differently um and i didn't get that much better in college so i ended up transitioning into middle distance so i competed indoors i competed in the 600 800 meter um and outdoors the four and eight and then uh my four by 800 meter team it was our, our best one cool so yeah yeah yeah, super cool
2: that is a painful race it's i'm doing some running right worst. now and i'm like whoo the 400 and the 800 are <laughs> just awful yeah, yeah very very awful
0: i'm thankful i did it because it actually helped a lot for my athleticism today which doesn't really matter but yeah <laughs> it's, it's but fun. it does when we <laughs> all get into
2: crossfit
1: later in life it's fun to yes have a base Absolutely.
0: And so when I moved to Winnipeg, um, I, when I first moved here, I was on a working holiday visa, which didn't allow me to work in medicine. So, um, my yeah, Kristen
1: grew up in the States, everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, did you, I, yeah. I grew up in Minnesota yeah.
0: and I was dating someone from Winnipeg when I was in chiropractic school. He had a job to come back to. So I just came back. Um, it was my dream to just meet someone and decide where I moved. Like I didn't want to make that decision. So cool. that worked out very well for me and for us, <laughs> <laughs> the relationship didn't work out well, but I'm really glad I'm here. Um, and someone, when, when I moved here was like, Oh, you should just work out or work at Lululemon. Cause you'd look good in their clothes and like, they don't really look like they're ever doing anything. <laughs> I had never heard of Lululemon so I was like oh, okay I guess so and I I applied it They don't, don't look
1: like they do anything. That does sound like a fun job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I ended up getting a
0: job there. And they were doing the thing where they would go and work out at all the different yep. places. Yes. So one of the girls was like, we should try CrossFit. I was like, oh, I guess so. My my friend just opened this new gym, which was Undefeated. Nice. So I walked into Undefeated. And I was like, this is exactly what I need in my life. Because it was just competitive enough. Yeah. Um, I had enough of an athletic background that I, that I caught on to it really fast. I had learned Olympic weightlifting a little bit when I was in high school. My dad taught me. So I would be better at training rack um and Very cool. so it yeah. just it fit so perfectly yeah. isn't and that
1: everybody's story too it's just like for a lot of us anyway i'm like it was just like you walked in and you're like, where have
2: you been in my whole uh, life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, I am now complete. Yes. Yeah. It's
0: exactly how it felt. And to the point where when the relationship I was in didn't work out and I had convinced myself if it didn't work out, I was always going to move back to the States. I was going to join my dad's practice. We would have a family practice. Um, he'd always wanted that. I was like, I'll do that. When I finally decided um, that this relationship wasn't going to work out, I was like, I love the gym so much. I'm like, I'm actually going to stay here because... I feel like I fit in. <laughs> yeah. So it was a huge reason I ended up staying here too.
1: Which is also super cool because I think when you're in a CrossFit gym, you get it. When mm-hmm. you're not, you it seems very weird. But like, I mean, that was it's one family. Like, uh, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. when I lived in Winnipeg too. It was like I'm like I was getting a job. I'm like, well, I I, I can't start till this time because like I got to go at my 10 a.m. class with like my family, my friends. Yeah. yeah it's, you become very very close with a lot of people very quickly. Oh
0: yeah. And while I don't feel like I still have that same relationship with the gym right now, I'm still coaching like not super often, but often enough. Um, and every time you go, you're still like, people are your friends And, and you always ask questions. You always catch up. It's yeah. It was the best thing that ever happened in my practice too. Like I would get patients from there. Um, it was a great networking option. Yeah. It was literally the best thing that happened to me in Winnipeg.
1: Yeah. Cool. When did you start was I had undefeated before you, or were you there before me?
0: I remember you coming.
1: Yeah. So I think I was there, there not
0: long before yeah. you, but I think I was there just before you. Yeah. So you're like, oh, there's this guy. He's a trainer at Anytime <laughs> Fitness. not <snap> Fitness. Not <laughs> Fitness. Yeah. But he's really good at CrossFit. <laughs>
2: yeah. Which at that time, we've discussed this before, is just is funny. We've been reminiscing this week, watching like the games qualifiers, oh, just yeah. how how good in quotation marks we all were back then even though we thought we were like yeah. really really good. And we tell people we're like
1: yeah you were watching the qualifiers and like we were there a few years ago yeah. basically that's us out there <laughs> Has the sport grown very much not really no it no, could have gone downhill a bit
0: <laughs> it's like you wouldn't even make the scoreboard on no. the open anyway i don't even oh, think i could no. do all the open yeah. things right now yeah. it's wild. everybody was
1: still fit very fit but i think back in 2012 when i started yeah yeah as long as you had an athletic background, you were going to be good very quickly. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's super cool. Cause I, again, going back to, um, you know, just thinking about having Kristen on this pod, I remember early on at undefeated, like there was just a few people that really stood out in my head. And I remember just, um, yeah, there was just a, a few of us could have been the whole gym for all I know, but it was definitely <laughs> a few of us that were just like, we were, we were probably what was considered hardcore. We were, um, really into working out and really into nutrition like yep. paleo and and yep. everything was just very very big um and i mean i i saw results very quickly oh yeah um and i just remember you being back then and um i mean dave spur was there and matt yep. Winchar, the owner yep. and I just yep. it was kind of just the way you just you did crossfit and you ate super well yep.
0: yeah 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 i remember the first open there were just like three of us doing the open yeah yeah, yeah. that's wild
1: yeah the uh yeah, I don't know what so year are kind of started it, heating up, but around. Yeah,
2: well, I think 2009 was like the last. Is it 2009 or 2008 was like the last where you actually went to like compete? Some, it was almost just like a, th- a weekend competition. That's how you qualified. Like, it wasn't the open, and then like the open started, but then that's like an archived leaderboard now. Right. I think you can still find it, yeah. <laughs> which would be fun. But. So,
1: 2012, y- you know, you're at Undefeated, um, you're working at Lululemon, yeah. um, wearing their clothes. <laughs> Um, were you working as a Cairo at that time?
0: No, I didn't get my residency until 2013. Um, so for my first like year, almost two years I was here, I literally just worked at Lululemon and right. worked out. That's
1: you had graduated, but it takes time for the papers to go through. Yeah.
0: So gotcha. it takes to immigrate from the US to Canada it takes about two years under right. the fastest stream, which yeah. I was going through. Um, and thankfully I had done all my boards. I got I I was legally ready to practice. I just was waiting for that permanent yeah. residency card. Wow. That is
2: is it? a long time to wait? Like
0: Yeah. Yep. That's a long time. And then for 6 months I didn't have a visa anymore. So I was here on a visitor's visa, so I couldn't work. So what Matt actually let me do was coach so I didn't have to pay for a membership. Nice. So that was really nice too. Yeah. Cuz it gave me something to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um is it offensive to say you do Cairo. Is that no. bad to say? No. I feel no. like it's like, oh, you do Cairo? Like, <laughs> like, no, I'm a chiropractic doctor. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> doctor. I'm not, yeah. not offended by it. Okay, good. <laughs> no. Um Yeah, super cool. And then so then you started um two thousand thirteen working as a chiropractic yes. doctor. Yes, yes. yes, yes. Um and How long is
2: yeah. the residency? Or so- Or like you got your ability to work and then you just get hired as a chiropractor? Right. So
0: I started um, as just an independent contractor. So I literally started my practice. In hindsight, I would have done it differently. But I joined a practice um, that wasn't like super busy. Um, So I started from zero and built up my practice from that. So that was a... a, I mean, you guys started a gym. You know what it's like. But it was a a painful growing process. Yeah, yeah. And
1: then you then from there into um like where you're at now
0: yeah so i was there for five years and about yeah right at the five year mark i was like i think i can do something bigger um i i saw the benefit of a multidisciplinary clinic i i didn't like how i kind of felt alone in practice because we me and the other chiropractor there practice very separately too we did totally did our own thing we didn't even really overlap on hours and things right um so i'm like i think i can do something bigger so I was going to open up my own clinic. Um, so I started doing the business plan. I started crunching numbers. I started, um, I actually was going to open it with a nutritionist. So we started looking at buildings. And then when I was doing the research, this clinic kept popping up, this LifeMark, And I, I had never heard of it, like... People still don't know what it is, yeah. um, but they just happen to be hiring a clinic director. And I'm like, well, that's basically the exact job that I want in the area that I was looking. Um, prior to that, I tried buying a clinic. They turned me down. Thank God, in hindsight. Um, and I jumped into this role, which... Um, basically everything was set up it wasn't functioning very well the clinic wasn't doing that great um, but they had a really great setup and because life Marcus corporate it had a lot of money behind it so i didn't have to worry about anything financially yeah. um, so it was a really really great opportunity to jump into to experience um, the management in the multidisciplinary world that i was looking for yeah
1: mm-hmm. and do you absolutely love what you're doing now
0: um, I absolutely love being a chiropractor. I have learned through this process that I absolutely hate with every cell in my body management.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So that's something I'm like.
1: Right. So you love your. You still get to do adjustments. Practice. Yes. I right. still. The majority but of my work
0: is still treating patients. Thank God. I, I love that. I was just telling someone the other day, I don't think I've ever had a day I've left work after treating patients where I was like, I didn't like that day. I've screwed up plenty of times and made like monstrous mistakes. Um but at the end of the day, I just absolutely love treating patients. Yeah. Helping people. And so that's what I get to do. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. probably
1: how we feel in a way too. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I I love working with people. I love owning a gym. I don't know if I love the responsibilities that come with it. Right. But it's also just something you have to do <laughs> if you want to run a gym. Exactly. Um yes, very very good point. Um Right, let's get into i want to get into um being a chiropractor a little bit here
2: mm-hmm.
1: i made this comment like years ago is it recorded down somewhere <laughs> in your diary jen
2: <laughs> <laughs> i haven't heard <laughs> it yet my know.
1: comment was this i said to jen one time i said jen and and keep in mind i am um if you go a bit of backstory on me um also grew up athletic i won't say very athletic but played <laughs> lots of sports never had too many issues growing up, um, started having a lot of back trouble. Um, when I was 18, 19, 20 to 24, hockey, um, took a bad hit and just everything was, um, basically every season after that, I would just, my back would always, always flare up, go out of place, whatever the, the correct term is there, but a lot of back trouble, um, retired from hockey, graduated. (laughs) Um, Moved into CrossFit and loved it and everything was great. It was also, yeah, had lots of back trouble, had some Mm -hmm. neck trouble. Um, It wasn't until probably I got into CrossFit where somebody's like, you need to go start seeing a chiropractor. And ever since then, um, we have a a great um, Dr. Stuart McMillan in Brandon, not related, he (laughs) spells his name differently, but um, I've been seeing him monthly for... I mean, I'm 34 monthly for, I don't know, five, six years. I'm I'm not even sure how long, yeah. but, um, but definitely became like just, well, because it's helped me, but just like a huge believer in it. And I've just had, I mean, I was having back trouble at it as a 22 year old, like just incredibly worse than I, I hardly do anything now. Um, like hardly feel anything. Like I, I feel like I'm healed. Anyway, mm-hmm. maybe through CrossFit, maybe through chiropractor. But along the way, I I fell in love with my my treatments and the guy who treats me. I, I just think it's just it's amazing. Um, but I've always said there is how CrossFit is perceived is sometimes how chiropractors are perceived or chiropractic mm-hmm. is, rec- is um, perceived. Sorry. In the sense that those in the know know what's good. Those not in the know will say things like, oh, I heard it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And there's like this split between people who, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know if it's just lack of information. And usually if someone says to me like, oh, Zach, is, is CrossFit dangerous? Um, I feel like I'm also 10 years into this now. I have a, a pretty calm answer for people and I think it's backed up by research. But do you, do, do you still, f- do you feel that? Do you know what I'm saying there with that that weird perception Absolutely. people don't know and they think they're just getting their neck cracked and they could just turn over and die. Like there's right. this weird thought, just like in CrossFit, oh, right. you could throw this barbell on your head and die. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, it, that's not how it works. Do you feel that way?
0: Oh, absolutely. And do you also feel that some gyms are better than others? Absolutely.
1: For yes. sure. The way yeah. you
0: do it, the way you approach it, your philosophy, everything about it. It's the exact same way for chiropractic. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure... I, I, if you look at the history of chiropractic, the American Medical Association tried to wipe it out a long time ago. So there's tons of slander. There's tons of, right. Um, yeah, but you could say the exact same thing for your dentist. Yep. You could say the same thing for your physio. You could yep. say some the same thing. Some people cut hair really well.
1: Some people don't it, cut it, hair really well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And the cool thing, I think, and it's also the reason that I got into CrossFit with a background in chiropractic and you'll see tons of chiropractors who also love crossfit um the goal is the same to move well to be healthy it's great for your physical body it's great for your mental health um it's just a different approach to it yes with the adjustment i'm doing very specific things to the spine to get a desired outcome or I don't even always know what the outcome is going to be. I just know that it's going to bring you better health. The same thing is an exercise. Like, yeah, you, these two people can do the exact same exercise. You don't know if that one's going to lose weight and that one's not. But you know that person's going to be healthier. Yeah. So the philosophy behind it, it is very similar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I am a chiropractor, so I'm biased. But no, but I love it. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: we love it. And, and we had Paxton, our daughter, adjusted. When was her first adjustment?
2: Yeah, within the first week. Um,
1: yeah. So it's just, it's tough when, because I have no reason to defend, well, I have a reason to defend CrossFit um, and and try to defend it in an unbiased way to explain to people, we believe what we're doing is very beneficial to your health. And I want to say the same thing to people when they say something about something they don't know, right? And it just, I don't like, I don't like when people judge things and they don't know about it, but. I don't find people ever say like, you know, if something's going wrong with their neck. Oh, I like I'll go, I go see my physio, go see my physio, and I'm I have nothing against physio, but I'm like I think you're seeing the wrong specialist in that situation, and I'm. I wish I could be more of an advocate to, get people to find the chiropractor that's maybe going to help them with, right? What I think is maybe the issue again I'm I'm only the guy trying to point people in <laughs> the right direction but um, well I
2: think people also a lot have the like the thought that you only go when like you can barely walk like right. your hip is just so it's been sore for a year and a half and they didn't fix it in one visit so it's it's just not worth my time whereas like we are pretty big advocates of like just a right re- it's just regular maintenance on your body and it's one of the few um like medical practitioners that's actually covered really well like in Manitoba right so in terms of you know going for a massage like it could be quite costly versus going to the chiropractor like it it's just it's a more accessible way too so I don't know if um, like if you, even if you can speak to that just in terms of like that maintenance piece that it's not just like oh you've had a major injury and now they have to like you know put everything back but it's it's just a regular part of our yeah like our monthly routine
1: yeah why why should someone go every month yeah
0: well i like the point that you made about it being affordable it is like it's we've done research and we know it's much more affordable to see a chiropractor on a regular basis than to wait till you have a health health issue and then go see your medical doctor a little bit different in canada because a lot of our stuff is covered Um, but even if you just look at the what it costs society for you to go for that thing if you've just been seeing a chiropractor regularly you the cost of it is is way better and manitoba is the as far as I know, the only province left that actually even covers a portion of it every year, which is awesome. Um, but chiropractic in and of itself is, like I said, similar to exercise, uh, but a lot more specific. And the cool thing we're seeing now is it actually fires up the frontal lobe of the brain, the, the adjustment. And the interesting thing is it doesn't matter how good or bad the adjustment is. like, It still fires up the frontal lobe of the brain. And that's what makes humans so much different from every other animal is being able to think rationally and be able to stand up straight. So that developed from us standing up versus us um, or animals that walk on all fours. So we just see people who are adjusted regularly are more resilient to general stress, which is amazing, typically have better posture. And we know posture affects your mood, posture affects just general function of everything. Um, but there's this other piece of chiropractic that people forget and that, and it's similar to choosing a gym. The first one you go to might not be the best one for you. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's not good, but it's not the best one for you. So, I'm going to use the dentist thing again because we know we need to get our teeth checked every once in a while. And chiropractic is similar, but it's looking at your spine, which helps weight. Everything, yeah. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, and the problem is we have it in our head. Maybe it's just not well utilized because they estimate that only about 10% of the population utilizes a chiropractor. Um, but just because you don't like the first one doesn't mean the next one won't be the right one. Or it doesn't mean you might, you might have to try five before you find the right one because everyone has different philosophies. And that's kind of the... The tough part of chiropractic is the way it's regulated. We have enough freedom to decide what we like doing best, which has its pros and cons, right? Because that means I can do whatever I think is appropriate, and no one's telling me exactly what I think I should say or yeah, do. Similar to running a gym, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and that freedom I think is very important because a you will a bunch of different people will be able to help a bunch more different people. Um, and I'll, I'll have patients and especially if it's a patient who I, I can tell right off the hop is going to be, is going to fight me back a lot. I, I will always say like, if I'm not right for you, I will help you find a chiropractor who is, yeah. because I know everyone will benefit from chiropractic. It's just a matter of finding the right one for them. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I like that. Um, Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah that, that is, is really a weird. True. It's just a weird. It's just a weird one out there that I don't know why people get their their backs up on that one. Where I suggest, hey, maybe like check out. You know, we're in Brandon, so I say yeah. you know check out Doctor Stuart McMillan and
2: yeah, or I mean, or like there's a new like we've just had a recent grad yeah um come through as well. Like Doctor Avery Grossart um, has a clinic. So I mean, there are people that do what we do because I think the. The hard thing is when you like, we can't, we, we're not going to send people where they're going to be told like, yeah, never lift heavy again or like never do this again. So, I mean, we've talked about that in terms of your healthcare team, you need to find people that believe they can support you in whatever you want to do. Like it's no practitioners, um, or it shouldn't be their goal to like stop you from being you (laughs) or
1: ever they're right on. Like, yeah, I know that sounds, you know. Um, maybe a bit too intense, but it's, it's never anyone's right to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. Right. I I think, um, you know, if someone comes to us with an issue, I usually try to point them to the specialist in that area, but I'm also going to be the one to say like, um, there's some things we can work on. So if, if running is bugging you, then we probably need to back off a bit, but I'm never going to say no more running forever. Um, so it's always tough when we Someone comes back and they say, oh, like this person said no more CrossFit. Or, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's
0: impossible. I know. Yeah. Isn't that painful? That's yeah. like when I have patients, they're like, oh, my doctor said I shouldn't see a chiropractor. I yeah. Was it's like, well, how do you feel or what was the reason? Or um, so what I'll often do in those situations is actually send their doctor a letter and explain exactly what I'm doing. Because I think and you probably see this in CrossFit, too. The people who are most against it don't know it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So
0: it's an education piece. And that's actually maybe the bigger issue with chiropractic is we're not good at educating. <laughs> and, and I was actually the worst because I grew up with it. So I didn't know any different. So I didn't understand how to explain this thing that I've always done to people in a way that they would understand if they've never been exposed to it. Because for me, it was the first, oh, oh, you can't sleep. Go get adjusted. Oh, you sprained your ankle. Go get adjusted. Right. And and we grew up in that my dad would never offer to adjust us. We had to ask for an adjustment. So it was up to us. So it was my mom who was like, oh, that's bothering you. Go ask your dad for an adjustment. Um, so when, when. So what.
1: Yeah. So what is happening when. Because again, oftentimes, if somebody's like at our gym, they're like, "Oh, you know, like my back right here, Zach, is really like stuck and stiff, or my neck is, you know, and I'm and I'm 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 saying I don't have that answer, but I go I'm gonna send you to this guy. So what what is going to happen in that adjustment, or how do you get someone back on track who's got whatever chronic back pain or neck pain?" Um, what is happening in that appointment
0: so i'll always do a full assessment first so that's i'm checking posture and range of motion and i really like neurology so i'm checking balance and eye movement and primitive reflexes and just seeing if there's something neurologically that's really glaringly obvious because your brain controls everything. And that's, again, why the adjustment is so cool, because it's w- we think of it as like restarting the computer. And that's also why it confuses patients sometimes, because they're like, my problem's here. And I'm like, yeah, but your body's telling me your problem is right here. So yeah, I'll adjust a spot that's different because that's what's affecting the brain that's telling you that the low back is bothering you. Um, and I even find, especially if there's hip issues, They'll be like, it's my right hip that hurts. I'm like, but it's actually your left hip that's not moving at all. And your right hip is compensating for that. So we're going to adjust you here. We'll see how it goes. Very interesting. Um, Yeah. So just because pain is a sign that there's a problem, but it's definitely not doesn't tell you where the problem is per se. Um so when someone's coming in low back issues or whatever their yeah. issue is just in
1: it's always like we yeah, always use low, low back yeah. because low back. it's so common, right? Yeah, and yeah.
0: that and that's the number one cause of missed work in the world. But if we look at just the way we function in general life, we're sitting way more than we ever have before. People are way heavier than they ever there's like so many factors. Um our shoes, there's so you're looking at all of those things and th- The adjustment, as much as I love chiropractic, the adjustment is one piece of the puzzle. And this is a very big puzzle. I always start with chiropractic. Um, I even start with that before nutrition because it's... It's more on me, not in less on them, yeah. which is for better or for worse. Um, so we'll adjust them. And there's a tons of ways to adjust people. So it's it's a combination of finding what works best for the patient and what works best for me. And it, what we know with an evident, evidence-based practice is that there's three factors. There's what I think is going to work for them, what the patient wants or thinks going to work for yeah. them. And then what the research sh- says. And none of those are more important than the other thing. We have to look at every single piece. So if they really are like, I don't like this, it's not going to work. I'm not going to do it that way because that's enough for it to not work. Right. Um, so when my number one goal is to get the joint moving appropriately. So we're checking to see if there's a joint glaringly off or if it's not moving appropriately. That's my number one goal because that a tells the brain that everything is okay. Yeah.
1: And are you able to feel for that? Like, is yes, that? That's, yes. that's
0: like, that's what I'm essentially Very cool. doing. Yeah. Um, and that's via, it's called static pep, palpation and motion palpation. So I'm, I'm literally like trying to move it to see if I can move it. Um, or I'm just feeling to see if something looks glaringly obvious and often, often, often oftentimes. So a subluxation is what I'm looking for. So it's not a dislocation, but it's a, it's a spot where the joint's not moving well, or it's glaringly out of place. And it's interesting because my physios even use that term subluxation and they, they'll try to mobilize it. They don't adjust the same way, but they'll often do mobilization. Interesting. And if they can't get it moving well, they'll often send it to me, um, and then I'll try adjusting it and getting it moving better. And have you ever had a spot uh, like on your back or maybe in your neck where it feels like it's bruised and it uh, like it's hard? It feels like it's bruised. That's often a sign of a subluxation. And when I'm palpating people and asking like, "Ooh, does that bother you?" They're like, "Oh yeah, that's they they know exactly what I'm feeling. Not all the time, but most of the time. Yeah. And, and I use it especially in kids. So I'm like, "Oh, how does that feel?" They're like, "Ooh, it's either ticklish or it's sore or it's the, they'll like kind of squirm." and it, I'm like, okay, that's what we're gonna work on right now. And then once it goes away, then they're good. And kids, adjusting kids, it's very different. It's not like you don't get a big cavitation, like you or you don't want to get a big cavitation, like or that's the sound, um, right? Like the pop. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. And but I think
1: that's the like. I mean, that and that's the common like. Oh, yeah. My neck is sore. They're just gonna crack it back into like place. They're gonna I'm break like, it or something. something. I'm like, I don't think that's you know, I don't think that's how it works. And I mean, I, this is the first time I've actually heard it explained that well. All I knew, like all I've known, is that. I was in some serious pain and this guy brought me back to life. So Mm -hmm. I'm in love and I don't even feel like it's, it's not my job to explain to everybody. I'm like, you go see the specialist. You need to be comfortable that conversation whatever you, everything you just said. I think that was, I think it was awesome. Mm -hmm. I I think it hopefully shed some light on this. It's not just popping your neck back into place. Um, there's and sometimes you don't even on. hear that pop. Like yeah. if, if
0: there's not gas built up in the joint, you won't even hear a noise. And I have some patients who like, I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear. It. I'm like, I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do a different technique where hopefully we don't yeah. get that noise. But, and there's some people who d- won't hear it and be like, did that even work? Did you even do anything? I'm like, I don't know. We'll see if you feel better. And they come back and they're like, oh, I feel way better. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you don't have to hear a noise. I know there's something about it that's so satisfying, um, but you definitely don't have to hear it.
2: That's right. We're getting a phone call here on the this landline. The last landline ever <laughs> to exist in Manitoba. It's, it's here. <laughs>
1: we're at Jen's mom's place yeah. right now. It's not our landline.
2: <laughs> <sighs> Phones everywhere. All right. Where were we? Um. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's a good, yeah. we want to go more into No. I think we're good. No, I yeah, think that's everyone perfect. knows way more we about Cairo. Yeah. yeah. Well, They've and, and what's,
1: the, what's the, the takeaways there guys is, um, we can all add in a takeaway here. But what I took away from that was: A, you have to find somebody that you um, like. Mm-hmm. You gotta find somebody that you like. And I do believe they're also out there. Cause I've seen, I've seen over the years, I've seen a lot of different barbers and a lot of different dentists and people who fix my car and I don't stay with anybody who I don't like. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. Um and you shouldn't. And no. you shouldn't
0: feel obligated to. And if there's anything that feels wrong to you, like leave. Yeah. Like, yeah. You should love that relationship. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. think it's
1: uh, yeah, I, it's not judging. Go find somebody you like. Um and the second thing I like I feel like the maintenance piece is huge because when my back and neck are it's it's all it's it's almost like with the dentist if you're Teeth are in if you're in pain, it's too late. He said, It's a problem, right? So, yeah. I feel like your neck and your back are like if you're just waiting for something to go wrong, it's probably too late. And I, I've just found over the years, um, yeah, just the maintenance piece of I, I just have my four week appointment, and at 34, I feel better than at 24. So, I just feel like something nutrition, exercise, Cairo mm-hmm. it's just well, that's the other piece, right?
2: Wrong. Is that it is just one. tiny piece yes exactly they're not miracle workers
0: (laughs) i wish (laughs) and it often feels like magic but and the other thing we forget is that um it's not it doesn't mean you're never going to get injured like if you're getting adjusted regular, it doesn't mean you'll never have back pain. Like you probably will still have back pain some days. Um, but what the research shows is that those who are under regular care will bounce out of that a lot faster mm-hmm. than those who only see someone when they have issues. And we can say the same for exercise. Yeah. Like if you want to be healthy or stay at a good weight, like if you do it regularly, that's a lot easier than if you just exercise every time you want to fit in a dress for uh, yes. an event.
1: Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Let's transition over that one. I feel like your, your position life is super cool because you've, you, you're very passionate about, um, being a chiropractor and you're also big in, um, like fitness and nutrition. If Mm -hmm. those are the two other key components of your life, let's, um, let's transition into nutrition. You good with that? Yep. What do you got written down?
2: Well, I wasn't going to transition there. (laughs) Where are we going to (laughs) go? Um, I was going to go more into like your, I think just everything that you put out, like you have such a positive outlook or it seems like, obviously we're not around you um, every day, all day at your house, but just such a positive outlook and like a positive spin on things. And like you've recently gone through like quite a um, surgery and like, again, it just seemed like you kind of just picked up and like just very resilient. Like, have you always been just positive and...
0: Um, I think have you ever heard the thing of like your your like the way you just sit is very more optimistic or pessimistic I definitely definitely think that I do sit on a more optimistic side of things and I don't know if that's because that's how my parents act like my parents were very much they so my ba- parents are small business owners and like you make it work no matter what right and you don't complain yeah. about it along in in the process so I grew up like that like We'll figure it out we'll get through it there's there was just an never victimizing myself is like yeah never the appropriate answer mm-hmm. and i i was raised to be like that i think i'm also a firstborn and i think that's like more, <laughs> more common in in a firstborn um we're all
1: firstborns hey
0: yeah oh yeah Okay, that's why we're all in the positions that yeah. we are in yeah. <laughs> our mindset. We're
1: <laughs> resilient AF.
0: I think it makes sense. And we're often more outgoing about it. Where my middle sister is like very resilient and very hard-headed in her ways, but like she'll never go out of her way to like make that known. Where I'm very much like, yeah, let's do it. Let's all do this together. Let's yeah, I think we're yeah. on
1: that page for sure. Yeah. Do you want to, um, yeah, talking about bouncing back. Um, do you want to talk about your surgery? <laughs> um, we've only heard of it through Instagram and I think that's right. where just like, yeah, like this girl is awesome. Cause it's very easy to say, yeah, like I'm strong and I'm resilient, but, but, um, we don't actually know till we're perhaps tested with some real shit. Right. Um, I don't swear on this podcast very much, but, <laughs> Often, yeah. um, but I remember f- I was just following a bit on Instagram. I don't know very much, but I'm just like, whoa, like this is real. This is real life. Uh, if you could take us through that a bit.
0: Yeah. And even during it and even um, looking back on it, it, it doesn't feel real, right? you know, because you do all the things you're you're healthy. Like I've never had to go to the hospital for anything, really. Um, I've managed like I've had ovarian issues in the past with polycystic ovarian syndrome and I, I managed it like through diet and lifestyle. Um, and then <laughs> I have this like awful back pain and I'm someone who's never in pain. Like I haven't taken an Advil in my adult life. Like I manage pain through diet and getting adjusted and all of that stuff. And I just ended up with this like searing low back pain. Um, to the point where, and it was, it was Christmas Day actually. I like. Took an Advil and, like, curled up and, like, wow. took a like And I thought I was just having the worst cramps of my life. I also don't get cramps. So this was, like, I'm, like, oh, man, I'm just eating, like, a giant asshole right now or something. Like, yeah. what's going on? Um, and it mitigated it's it. It's funny
2: that you thought, like, you thought it was because it's, like, Christmas, you're eating, yeah. like, was off track. So, like, oh, to be expected, like, probably right. a bit more pain. Like, it's just that's a funny mindset that we've, yeah. Not and, uh, everyone shares that
0: mindset. <laughs> and also, like, that you're in control. Like, you made poor decisions. This is the outcome of your poor decisions. Like, um, and so that went away, but I was like, wow, this, that's really weird. And I remember, um, like my boyfriend like touched me on the hip and I like jumped and he's like, does that actually hurt that much? I was like, yeah, it does. But I don't really know what's going on. And, and finally, um, so I've, I've haven't been on hormonal birth control for like a really long time because I'm just an absolute psycho on it. Um, so I had a, a copper IUD cause I like control like i i don't want to get pregnant right now i'm gonna this is non-hormonal this will be okay and i was just like i think there's something wrong with my iud and it's making my uterus really mad (laughs) and i'm like it must just be swollen so i finally went in and i'm like yeah can you like take my iud out i went into a walk-in i didn't even know they could do this because my doctor wasn't available um and but i just had this inkling that something wasn't right and he's like yeah there's you have a giant tumor in your pelvis i was like what at the walk-in yeah. He's like, whoa. I can't even see your cervix. <laughs> I was like, so did you get my idea? <laughs> He's like, no, like I literally can't see it. Like you have to go get an ultrasound like immediately. I was like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, oh my God, do I have cervical cancer? Do I have like, what's going on? Yeah, I, thought it was my, I thought it was my uterus. I thought my uterus had a giant tumor. So here's me like Googling everything like, ah, this isn't good. What's going on? Um, I get a call two days later and they're like can you come in in an hour for an ultrasound I was like oh this is serious so I, I go in for the ultrasound and the girl who's doing it her face is just like like huge eyes like not saying a word it's taking it, the ultrasound took almost an hour and they did it internally and externally and I was like this isn't good yeah. and I I didn't really know anything at this point but I was like do you know when my doctor will get a hold of me she's like probably later today and that's when I was like oh this isn't good um but wild enough did you guys see the picture of it like it literally stuck out I didn't even realize that at that point I was just like it's kind of hard in my pelvis I don't really know what's going on like I don't really and then once I finally like because when you lay down like that so if I laid on my back and was relaxed if you do a sit up it totally you couldn't see it yeah so I somehow was just like feeling I'm like oh something's sticking out a lot so I took that picture and I was like holy that's really sticking out. <laughs> like yeah your tumors like 16 centimeters I was oh like oh man and in my head I I was like in my head I was thinking 16 millimeters I was like oh that's not that big and then the person I was working with, because I got the call at work the person I was working with pulled out a ruler I was like oh wow okay that's really big yeah were big. <laughs> yeah and then he's like because of its size we have to go to cancer care and i was like oh okay and in i'm really thankful it went through cancer care because it did turn out to be cancerous um which is also really weird because so it ended up i waited I found out in January, the surgery was in March. So because of COVID, everything's really slow. But also for everyone else I've talked to with ovarian tumors since then, their wait was over six months. I was like, I can't imagine waiting that long. So, but we called all the time because in my head, like if I went down to the States, I would have it in days right? And so my grandpa, who's a medical doctor who's still alive, is like, get down here ASAP. I will get someone to get it. But with the border restrictions and the quarantines and all of that stuff, I was like, I think I'm close. I think I'm close. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, But they finally went in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And took it out. And I, it kind of sucks because no one can visit you in the hospital right now, which isn't like I'm very capable, but, um, going through it, it definitely made you feel for other people and, um, being on the other side as a patient, cause I'd never really been a patient before, like definitely gives you a totally different perspective on the healthcare system on, I couldn't come up with questions. Like I would leave and be like, I have way more questions than answers right now. Like you can't think of anything on the spot. um, because they're like, yeah, it's a big tumor. We don't know if it's cancerous. We don't know all of this stuff. Um, once they finally went in and the other good and bad thing with cancer care is you have a group of doctors. So like the first person I met was not the second person I met was not the third person I met. Like you're with a different person every single time. So although they, they should know all the information, it's not very congruent in your care. Um, for better, it's great for their lifestyle. It's, probably not yeah, great for the patient yeah um, yeah yeah so even like the person who did my surgery i just met that day i i hadn't known her beforehand i was because of covid again i was literally the only person in the or like i didn't i think i i was there for like five hours and i think i saw two other patients the entire time so it's like ghost town um and even now when i go to cancer care it's like the lab the lab is packed but when i'm actually in the clinic there's maybe two other patients there so it kind of makes me nervous for like everyone on a whole um but anyways they take the tumor out and I, in the recovery room, I end up reacting to the hydromorphone, so they have to beg about me <laughs> and do an emergency epidural, and it's just like, absolutely, I wake up and the nurse is like, you stopped breathing. I was like, "Oh yeah!" I just woke up screaming because I was in so much pain. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and here's me. I'm such a wuss. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think it's gonna hurt this bad. He's like, "No, we're we're doing an epidural." I was like, "Wait, I didn't want an epidural. I wanted a..." He's like, "Yeah," and so they explained it all to me afterwards. Even another nurse once oh I was goodness. in my room is like, "Did you hear what happened to you?" <laughs> <laughs> so crazy Jeez. um but when they do the surgery they take it out they think it's a teratoma are you familiar with teratomas no nope. okay i read it on your blog but okay I yeah that's okay so teratoma literally means like little monster because they're really gross they grow hair teeth like skin cells um they're also called a dermoid which means like skin like um you're typically born with it is the theory um there's this really cool theory where you were supposed to be a twin but you actually engulfed your twin And it's most often because your ovaries and testicles are one of the first things to develop. Um, That's why they're often more often found there. Um, Twins run in my family, both my grandma and grandpa are twins. So it could like, it fits my, my background. Um, But anyways, teratomas majority of the time you want a teratoma because it's benign. Like you're like, Oh, it's a teratoma. Awesome. Like that's fine. But mine goes off and they're like, so yours has cancer. (laughs) I was like, excuse me like yeah so your teratoma actually like has skin cancer in it i was like wait what so inside my teratoma we knew this from the ultrasound is it had these little nodules in it but we thought it was dried blood and then because my my tumor wasn't perfectly round it had a notch in it we knew there was something else weird going on with it so it had these eight nodules in it each of those nodules started growing skin cancer in them just like you would have on your skin but the ninth nodule created a stalk that went to the outside of the, the tumor which that's where the issue is because once the cancer gets outside of the tumor then we have bigger problems but because they thought it was just a standard teratoma they didn't take any lymph so they didn't know if it had spread <laughs> anywhere so now i had to go in for extra testing um they had to do a, a contrast ct which I, I mean luckily they they moved fast once they figured that stuff out um
2: it's just frustrating when you've already been there like right. cut and, open and like, like it's right there i know
0: i know and they told me they're going to take lymph too like, they're like, we're taking a tumor, but we're also going to take lymph to test it because we don't know what's going on. And then they're like, oh, but we actually didn't take lymph because we thought it. And you don't want to go back in because if it is cancerous, you don't want to make it spread. So there's like all of these. Should we do this? Should we not? Should we do this? Right. but um, did the CT. Came back clear. I i feel good i feel fine i am fairly confident that everything will be fine going forward um they just they took the one ovary with the tumor with the fallopian tube so i'm left with one ovary in the and my uterus thankfully i was afraid at the beginning of this i would lose my uterus and like yeah having kids wasn't even an option so um i am hopeful that that is at least still an option we'll see what happens but um yeah so because it tested positive for cancer like chances of me having cancer are are pretty small even with a squamous cell carcinoma it's not aggressive it's like very treatable um when you have it on your skin but i have to stay in the cancer care system for at least five years going forward so it just means i'm going in for lots of frequent um checkups which yeah yeah, it is what it is It's just yeah i mean that's
2: a lot to just like take in and process Mm -hmm. like i just can't imagine the just like mental strain of that plus you're working plus it's covid plus like it's just it's 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 just a lot
0: it's a lot um but i think like everything in life you kind of like deal with what you're given like what i'm not gonna not do the things right yeah so you, you get this information process it the best you can move forward process it and at first i thought i was just um maybe like not processing it because there were times I was really mad and frustrated and I definitely had the like, why me? Like, what could I have done differently? Um, I told you before that I absolutely hate management. So I think the stress of my job was enough to like yeah. possibly trigger it. We forget how much stress plays a role in that. Um, plus COVID on top of that, like there's, there's plenty of stuff yeah. to, to trigger it, but you also... You take what you can and move forward. And I knew I I'm so thankful I have the tools that I do have because I think that that made my recovery so much easier. I'm not gonna say it's easy, but it was like it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be.
2: Um, But I I think that's like goes so much to say about like your like your health to start with, Mm -hmm. your fitness to start with, like all of the, your nutrition to start with, and also just your mindset. Like, I mean, even just, and I'm sure there were hard days, like in anything, there's always hard days that maybe we're posting about or maybe we're not. But just the fact that you're like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of go every day and try to get a little bit better every Mm -hmm. day and that's it. Whereas I feel like the more obvious choice would be to like, Literally lay on the couch for mm-hmm. probably four to six weeks and do nothing, but right. then at that time expect to jump out off the couch back to exactly where you were before, right. and then get frustrated about where you know. Or what just I mean? let like that you just derail
1: you for four to six months.
2: Yeah, yeah. or years, um, or whatever yeah, yeah. it may be. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I mean a big, th- a big thing of what we're doing. I mean re- the the word resilient is one of our core values at the gym. Um, I mean we want we want to make people stronger, healthier, and happier, and we're we're still trying to solve that still trying to solve that because it's because um, we have a lot of information but to teach people to be resilient or to um, to go through some stuff and be able to bounce back I mean that that's a tougher thing to teach but mm-hmm. I think an important thing we're trying to do um,
0: and they're so interconnected right like yeah. the stronger you are physically the stronger you are mentally like it's all yes. they're they're all different sides of the same coin um and the crazy thing about recovering from something like that is when you have a good base. And I did, I trained for surgery. Like I literally worked out the morning I went in for surgery. Cause I'm like the better shape I am going into this. I know the better shape I'm coming out. And once I could get up and move around every day, I, I could noticeably see a change. I could see changes from the morning to night even. And uh, it's partially because of my age. Like, I can't imagine doing that surgery when you're 70. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I, I'm young. I'm healthy. Um, but, yeah, you set yourself up for success. And I would say, even when I looked back on, like, things I did before surgery and things I did after surgery, it was the stuff before surgery that made the difference. Yeah. Like, That's I a great am, mindset. The mm-hmm. I think
1: you said, the stronger I am going into it, the stronger I'll be coming out of it. Mm-hmm. That is a great lesson for a lot of people.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, this is just, we're just, like, scratching the surface. Like, if you want the entire recovery story and the entire like story it's all on your blog like you've done a wonderful job document everything and and the um, reason I
0: did that actually is because when I found out I had this I couldn't find any information on it I and I found I think one person's story and just reading her story made me feel so much better so I'm like you know what I'm I was really afraid to share my story at first because I didn't know enough. So it took me a while to get it out there. Um, but I was like, if this just helps one person recover from surgery a little bit better or make them feel like they're not alone, um, I'm happy to do that.
1: Yeah. Your website is DrKristenKairo.com. Yep. yep. Dr. Dr. Yep. Kristen K-R-I-S-T-E-N. Yep. Chiro. com. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to check out the blog,
2: would be on there. Yeah, 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 it's all there. Um, and you were using these. Um, sorry to interrupt, but Therabands oh, in your recovery. Yeah, tell us re- about Therabands. The
0: resistance training bands. So my dad is obsessed with these. Um, they've been tested mostly with geriatrics and athletes, because it allows. So it's blood flow restriction bands. So you do it on your arms and your legs, and you have it at about like seventy percent tightness. And the theory behind it is. You can, by restricting the blood flow and doing the work, you don't have to lift as much weight. So it's less strain on your joints, but your muscles still think you're working really hard. So you're actually tricking the the circulatory system and your brain to thinking the work is harder than it actually is. So it increases muscle mass. So we use it (laughs) post-surgical.
2: What are the chances?
0: We use it post-surgical so you don't lose as much muscle. Because the more muscle you can retain, the better your recovery. Okay. Yeah. So my dad... So you would
1: like wrap it around your quad and do some yep. squats.
0: As high as you can. Yep. And so then you don't need any weight and you just move. Um. So funny enough, my boyfriend's appendix burst last summer. Um. So he's <laughs> That's <laughs> not funny, is it? <laughs> like we're both going in for major abdominal surgeries within one calendar year. It's like wild, but two like very healthy people generally healthy um but my dad actually suggested he do it after his surgery and then when we found out my surgery was coming my dad's like you better get those bands so my parents actually sent them to me um yeah so where would you wrap
1: the bands if it was Like it was because this is up in your abdominals. Yep. So it's always just arms and legs. You still do it it on
0: your arms and legs. Gotcha. So you're still doing it because it's increasing your blood flow globally.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So you don't. You're not. You're not wrapping the site. No. Just wrapping anything. Yes. You're basically wrapping
2: them for your like your workout. Yes. Of the day, which at that time was like very simple. Yeah. You can
0: put it on just to go for a walk. You just want to restrict that blood flow again. So your brain and your circulatory system thinks that whatever you're doing is harder than it actually is. Interesting. So then you improve that cardiovascular capacity and that, that muscular endurance and muscular capacity. Yeah. I've never I read was that research. So, so I was curious cool. about It's what, really neat. They're, yeah. um, it's like, yeah, in the physical therapy world, it's like. It was classic.
2: I'm like, well, she's using them. They're obviously amazing. Which, <laughs> we you need w- these. What do we need these yeah. for?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Once you find people you like and trust, you just.
0: Like, oh, they're doing it? I'll do that. All right. That sounds yeah. good. All right. oh, yeah, All right, yeah, yeah. I'll order them. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> just walked around the
1: <laughs> Um. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here to hear you're doing well. Yeah. Um, that is a yeah, a crazy story. And um, I hope everything just keeps going well for you.
2: Yeah. We. Um, do you
1: feel like you're, are you full, fully recovered at this point?
0: I, I feel I've had a few patients me that week this week because um, my patients are fantastic and they're always checking in on me, even though I should be checking on them. Um, but I actually do feel like I'm back to hundred percent. I'm nice. not as strong as I was before, but I don't think I would have been just because of the gym closures anyway. Right. Um, so I think I wasn't as strong even like. From that capacity. But from a functional capacity, I'd say I'm back at 100%. Nice. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah.
2: how long of time frame are we looking at from your surgery? My Is surgery that?
0: was March 18th. So March... Okay. April, uh, three months out. I'm three months yeah. out. Yeah. That's... Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. And would you be doing... <laughs> you have been exercising recovery how far after the surgery? Like almost right away?
0: Um, It's pretty crazy. I think I started doing... I was surprised. Like I said, I was surprised how quickly I recovered. I think I started doing body weight workouts two to three weeks afterwards. Okay. Um, and I was back in the gym within five weeks. Wow. Which I wasn't expecting, but I felt good enough to do it. So I did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lesson not to rush anybody into no. anything. No, but no, 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 no. When you do have a... Yeah. Yeah. A good and base I, for yeah. sure. Recovery is going to be quicker. Yeah. We know that. Like that's not... That's okay. not... Um, isolated to this one, right? We know that with older people going in for knee surgeries that whoever is healthier and stronger is always going to bounce back quicker. Um,
0: And I always used... Sorry, I just want to... I always used movements I had to do in my everyday life to base my exercises on. So if I was like squatting down to get something, I'm like, okay, I can squat down to get it. I can add squats to my exercises. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I can pick that up. I can start adding rows to my exercises. Like I only used movements that I would actually do every day. Yeah. To and I think the course. lesson
1: I wanted to highlight was I, I believe there's always something you can do. Right? like obviously there's a rest period you we were after walking
2: backwards and forwards like that was yes. one of your exercises yep. 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 right like exactly yeah. yeah exactly yeah
1: there's there's a recovery period from major surgery or birthing a child oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. but i think i just s- sometimes the perception is that hey this is sore i need to rest for six weeks and i'm like oh i just i don't know if i um I just, I don't like the taking everything off for a yeah, extended like laying period on the cou- of time. Literally laying down yes. for four to six
2: weeks. Yeah. yeah. And I'm that, just saying, That's great can... for being better at laying down. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. not going to get true. you better at anything. And we're already yeah. good. All of us are already good <laughs> at laying yeah.
1: down. But um, I, I mean, yeah, people with anything going on, I think we just need to find what we can do. And we got, we have to start from there. I think your shoulder is sore. I'm going to take a month off from the gym. I just, I've never seen that work out. There is zero research to support that. Um, I know sometimes this isn't a put down to doctors, but sometimes the doctor, I don't know if they have the time or the resources to give you that rehab plan. So they're going to say, I suggest four to six weeks of rest, but I think we need to seek out somebody else. That's going to say, in my opinion, like, again, we work, we work hand in hand with chiropractors, Mm -hmm. physios, doctors who come to our gym. Yeah. We consult them, but I'm, I'm getting pretty good at this. Ten years in, to be like, um, can you strict press this five-pound dumbbell, pain-free? And they're like, yeah, I can do that. I'm like, okay, so we're good there. Yeah. We'll move to ten. Move I think the the thought people have is like, I'm either full on, yeah, zero to one hundred, crushing CrossFit right. workouts, or I'm resting. And I'm like, right. guys, I think there's like there's like a million steps between those two things. So um,
2: I also think ca- sometimes in our society, it's like cool to be broken right now which i don't even want to delve into because that's like a whole nother podcast and a half but this idea that i, I need know. to take time off because yeah. i've yeah I, know. I just can't i, I don't yeah. know it's, it's but we admire your yeah
1: yeah your resiliency and part of the reason i think we wanted you on this podcast was because we we see eye to eye on a lot of these things yeah. mm-hmm. and i and For i don't sure. know what it's like to get um a tumor removed <laughs> from my ovaries and i never will um but I would like to think what we're all trying to develop is a level of resiliency. So when we're faced with things, we have a plan and we're at least as prepared as we can be.
0: Absolutely. And that's all you can do because yeah. you can't, what this very much taught me is I, I'm, is I never wanted to admit it, but I like being in control, Absolutely, like yeah. to a fault. And this taught me that there's certain things you can control. And there's certain things you can't like the the only thing i could control was my response to the situation and my exercise like i really couldn't control anything else um so
1: which is stoicism 101 yeah (laughs) the only thing (laughs) we can control is how we respond to situations yeah um and it's a tough skill to learn and i think it's it's something i've been trying to like work on in my 30s like for the last four years i feel like it's a skill perhaps you learn later in life on how to live a better life and and focusing on those things you can't control. But um, yeah, very cool to hear you say that.
2: Um, We're going to, well, we could literally delve into like 50 other topics, but um, we are not avid campers, but we are going camping. Well, we are, what would you call what we're doing? It's like,
1: what's the average camper doing? Is the (laughs) average camper tenting? Because we're not tenting, but we've rented <laughs> kind of a small trailer. Or you also like have a camper,
2: right? Yes, 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 who will be joining us. Yeah. Yes. But it's like in a field near the washroom. Yes. So like this is very, very basic like stuff. Like mild glamping. I call mild it glamping, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mild glamping. I think one day we would really like to go on an adventurous like camp. But for now, we're trying this. So um, top three things, like what do we need for this? Because we literally have nothing. Oh, we have one oh. sleeping bag, actually. Um, but you're but staying
0: like, in a camper, right? Y- no, yes,
2: but no water in the camper. Okay. Just fridge. So it doesn't even have to be sleeping bed. You could have like regular Yeah, you can bring bedding. Right? But just even... Even just
1: to look the part. <laughs> do I need a camping hat? What do the campers wear outdoors?
2: <laughs> I I'm the worst <laughs> when
0: it comes to gear. I just pull out like my gym gear and just... I do have a yeah. pair of hiking boots, which I really like. So if you're doing a lot of hiking... Or I'm
2: even gonna... like a campfire what's something we could cook that isn't s- the oh. obvious smokies
0: <laughs> oh i there's a couple things i really like um all right and you're probably bringing cooking stuff right in some capacity you'll have to you'll have to plan that that's what we're looking for cooking stuff, cooking <laughs> stuff <laughs> on <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> list <write> that down. <laughs> you don't need cooking stuff if you make like tinfoil meals before you go Okay. Which I've done that plenty of times, where you just prep the meals ahead of ahead of time, so you have them in the tin foil, so you literally just throw them on the fire, and then you can take them off. And I that's like that really option. Easy. I I make camping okay tin foil meals. That's a good one. Meals. Yes. Okay. I love camping, but I make it as easy as possible for myself. And you'll need like matches and lighter and that stuff.
2: There go matches and lighters. Okay. There go. Don't forget that stuff. Seriously, nothing is off the table here.
0: Um. If you're gonna do outdoor stuff a lot in Manitoba, it's worth investing in one of those thermocells that like keeps the mosquitoes away. It's probably okay. seeing like tons of toxins into the environment, but it will literally make like a six-foot radius around you Whoa, bug-free. They actually work, which is, and it works. They're okay. really nice. Yeah, they're at Cabela's. Cabela's has a whole section of like how to keep the bugs away, which is worth checking out.
2: I feel like Brandon Cabela's doesn't have a is Cabela's, it, yeah. so we'll go. Cabela's, Cabela's is a dangerous there. place for us. Last time we went to a store, I don't think it was Cabela's, but it was something like that. We ended up with like a twenty-gallon <laughs> percolator, like like as if we, we, we were. Yeah, it's in the cupboard yeah. <laughs> in case we needed to perk coffee at our campsite <laughs> yeah. for twenty-five I'll, people. Well, <laughs> if you have a percolator, bring it with
0: you. Yeah, coffee we when you bring
2: the giant. I feel like in <laughs> life
0: when you're camping is good.
2: I'm like a
1: chameleon. Where, like, I walk into Cabela's. guy's like, oh, you hunt? I'm like, yeah, I hunt all the time. <laughs> I hunt with bow. I hunt with rifle. I've never hunted. But all of a sudden, I'm a camper. I'm like, Jen, should we grab this kayak over here? Like, <laughs> no,
2: just, we have one weekend. No, and then we I walk into a music store. I'm
1: like, I'm a musician. Yeah. Oh, that's so I great. just get very caught up. Yeah. Yes. And we end up it's out a dangerous
2: with this, Cabela's. Because it's, like, it's very enticing. It's a very oh, dangerous yeah. place for us to walk into. Yeah. Like, And we walked out with Mac a camper.
1: Like a... Like a fireproof percolator for coffee.
2: Yeah. Do you,
0: I'm curious now, do you guys know your Enneagram numbers?
2: Um, no, but my sister recently asked me this and she was very disappointed that I did not know. So it's actually on my things to do. I don't even know what
1: that word means. You
0: guys should do it. It's sort of like a, And it's not sort of. Can you say the word again? Enneagram. Enneagram. It's, it's a, a personality typing. There's nine of them, but it's based on your desires and your fears. Like how you act based on what you really like and how you like to be perceived. So cool. um when you said you were a chameleon, it remi- it made me think that I know what you are, but you're never supposed to type someone, so I'm not gonna type you. But once you figure it out, let me know. <laughs> Maybe we'll
2: do
1: it. I hope time. I win that test. <laughs> yeah. I'm, also, I'm a competitive <laughs> yeah. chameleon. Okay,
0: okay. I know exactly, I know exactly. Did I win I <laughs>
1: the personality test? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that e- that tells me even more I, if anyone knows enneagram they know exactly what zach is right now
2: oh that's cool <laughs> uh, okay coming next podcast is our enneagram members
0: oh, and once you dive into it you guys aren't gonna be able to stop i'm excited for yeah. you guys for that f- already okay right. but you're camping where can you share where you're going
2: we are going to assissippi oh but it's like the little campground not don't tell the people park. the campsite number <laughs> no, no,
1: super <laughs> famous and they're gonna swarm us <laughs> They're gonna want to get on our podcast. We'll be like, guys, we're here to camp.
0: Uh, <laughs> get out of our thermocell <laughs> range. <laughs> do you, do you guys drink?
1: Yeah. Well, will yeah, you drink like, when you're camping? Yeah. We we yeah. We would probably drink. We would, we'd, we'd be would, open to it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you tell us what to you, pack.
0: You're just gonna have to pack twice as much. Because I don't know what it is about camping. Because you can drink a lot and you're never hungover. Huh. The fresh air? I guess. Yeah. I always drink twice as much wine as I would ever do on a normal. When I'm camping, and Amazing. I wake up the next morning feeling fantastic. I'm gonna pack two
1: glasses of wine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <and> drink double. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, you're good to know. Yeah. Um, Very exciting. All right, Trip this has Cabela's. been awesome. Yeah. How do we want to? I feel like there's more. We might have to do part two, some minute's part two, because yeah. I, I, we didn't get into. I was turning to nutrition. Yeah. And we went back, but we need to get into that as well. we'll yeah. That um, yeah. Yeah.
2: There are well, there are tons of ways for people to get. Um, kind of connected with you, like you have courses on Skillshare yep. um, that are awesome. I was just looking at the one. What's the newest one? Um, Freezer meals Freezer for busy yep. lives. Yep. Yes, yep. seems like something I need to watch. Um, and you have your Instagram, which is is it Dr. Kmitt? So yeah. D
0: R K M I T T.
2: Yeah, awesome posts. Taking a slate. That was like another section we could have gone into taking a slight social media break boundaries on social media um and then your website which we already talked about so tons of ways to connect with Kristen if you like what you heard today
1: and everything we haven't we didn't get a chance to talk to you today um i'm assuming we're sitting around the hour mark so we'll let people go here but i think everything we wanted to talk about today you can go and discover for yourself um Mm -hmm. on your website for sure follow dr kmitt mm-hmm on Instagram um and then you guys can get the info before we even uh chat about it on this podcast. We'll uh we'll wrap it up with one last question. If you could give someone or everybody one piece of advice to live a stronger, healthier, happier life, you could only um kind of pick one thing. What would you say?
2: Get outside more.
1: Get outside. But more. But I love I it. We've had some really good answers. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't even know the answers. So I feel like scary.
2: I panic. I'm like, <laughs> we should have told them ahead of time. We always bring this on them. Love what it. if they're not prepared? But that's just my own. Yeah.
1: Get outside more.
2: Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us and chatting. And we'll see you guys again soon.
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode. We really appreciate your support and hope to have you back again soon. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Ted Good Music and the band Heat for allowing us to use their music. Until next time, let's keep rewriting our story and redefining who we are.